0: Here to get you ready for an action-packed day of football. We will
1: find out if my markets are worth a damn.
0: The casual better likes the things that don't move. I'm the exact opposite. I want to bet on stuff that's nuts. Hashtag spray the board. Dialed into the latest line movements, injuries, and props. It's BetQL's You Better You Bet. Countdown to kickoff. Presented by BetMGM with Nick Costos and Ken Barkley.
1: All right, hour number two countdown to kickoff Week 11 NFL Sunday. Nick and Ken here with you on the VECQL Network. 40 minutes from now, best bets for every single game, side and total, on this glorious Week 11 NFL Sunday. We will get to the underdog money line parlay. We will have a teaser conversation, maybe like a great Sunday for teasers. We'll talk about that coming up in a little bit. And we are minutes away from the royal prop king descending down from you. You know the drill at this point. Uh, Ken, where do we stand right now on the old board? Anything interesting, anything noteworthy? And uh, obviously we always welcome in a new audience at this hour. Um, What do the people need to know?
0: The, uh, the movement in the Steelers-Browns game, the last uh, 15, 20 minutes, has been quite interesting. This was a game we detailed a lot earlier this week, and then at the start of this show, why did we spend so much time on it? Uh, because Deshaun Watson's out for the season, and Dorian Thompson-Robinson is starting a quarterback for the Browns in this game against what has been like the horseshoe team of the year, a team that just gets a lot of lucky breaks, or they're very well coached and they play very well. At the end of the game, the Pittsburgh Steelers, who now appear more and more likely to make the playoffs, because their division counterparts are losing their quarterbacks. So this game with the Browns hosting the Steelers today has had this kind of back and forth. Like, obviously, the Browns opened a four-point favorite. Deshaun Watson's out for the season. Okay, well, that that's not going to be the number anymore. Is it one? Is it pick them? This is kind of where we got over the course of the week. We've seen this steady... Rise back in the Browns, like you know, uh, favored by a little bit more and a little bit more every single day, and that's happening again as we lead up to the start of the game. This has gone to two and a half, and about two and a half in a bunch of places. Browns two and a half point. This is as big a favorite as they've been since Deshaun was declared out for the season, basically. Like uh, when he was declared out, this went way down past two and a half. So uh, steady buyback on the Browns. I don't think we only have an hour until the game three. would be an incredibly key number. I don't think we'll see that in terms of like Steelers plus three i feel like we get bet by a lot of people with a really low total game but we're back to two and a half again and it's just worth noting like when the total is this low and the scoring might be this uh you know non-existent there uh you you open the door for the possibility the game does land one or does land two uh, a few of the time so you know that this isn't i think sometimes people get the idea oh well if it's less than three i just bet the money line on the dog every single time to be like well Sure, like you can do that if you want to. You take more risk and you get a better reward. The price is better, but it's not like games don't land one and don't land two. If anybody's watched Iowa football the last couple years, they play games every week where they're favored by like three or three and a half, and the total is like seven. I mean, there's just gonna be no scoring in the game. Yeah, you know what happens sometimes? Seven, six, nine, seven. 12, 10, like you get these scores more often because there's going to be no scoring in the game. Anybody who's watched Iowa the last couple of years can certainly attest to that. It's not like the points have no value. So I do think the fact that we got back to two and a half in this game is actually kind of interesting that there's been enough interest in the Browns with a rookie starting quarterback in a second start, and the first one was a disaster against Baltimore, that there's been enough interest to get us back to I Just thought that was kind of interesting. And then a couple other games where we've had some movement, haven't really gone over it a whole lot. Uh, curious if this Titans-Jags game ends up getting back to seven again by kickoff. We've seen some interest in Jack Jacksonville the six and a half are all minus 115 or minus a 120 which kind of the next step after that is books just start you know making the market seven for the game that's a pretty key number will we get there would you like Tennessee if we got there I certainly would um just like a full touchdown against Jacksonville who I kind of have a lot of questions about winning by margin and then a game we've spent no time on which is kind of funny because you're a fan of the team we haven't talked about your team at all the Giants, as they go on the road to the Washington Commanders, there's kind of a, a funny which one of these is not like the other with the big favorites this weekend, where it's like oh, San Francisco, Super Bowl contender, big favorite. Dallas, Super Bowl contender, big favorite. Miami, Super Bowl contender, big favorite. Washington, going to get like the sixth pick in the draft, big big favorite this week as they're uh, a big favorite against the Giants, but not, not quite as big as they were before. Uh, for the first time this week, eights have hit the board in this game so money and interest in the Giants with Tommy DeVito starting at quarterback against the Commanders Sam Howell uh their starting quarterback who obviously throws interceptions it gets sacked a lot also the leading passer in the league right now has the most passing yards in the NFL just a, a funny season for Washington and betters are taking those points with the Giants this was uh almost 10 early in the week kind of had that conversation then nine and a half then nine eight and a half and now we're seeing eights on the board so Some interest in some interest in the old New York Giants. Maybe make the game a little more competitive uh, than people originally thought. Cleveland and that are probably the two things that are happening the most across the board. The only other thing that's happening is the Lions are getting bet a little bit, and the seven and a halfs have basically all gone away. That number is now Lions minus eight against the Bears basically everywhere with only about one exception and those are all getting bought right now on the board
1: and remember we're only about a month removed from the Giants defense like stuffing Sam Howell and the Washington offense into a locker and like one of the Giants yeah. only wins of the season so like just 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 saying also you mentioned uh we haven't done a lot of talking about the Giants and commanders worth noting that like our my team the Giants uh, next future franchise quarterback Caleb Williams also not doing a lot of talking can- can- yeah. can- can't wait Didn't for not want it to talk to the media New York- <laughs> can- 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 yeah I wonder how this is going to go if and when the Giants draft him. Well, it's Welcome been quite a season York, for them. Caleb. Yeah.
0: Are they the, like not talking to the media and, going into the stands five? with your uniform on crying, not not, not talking to the media again. This it's it's uh it's interesting. It you would, <laughs> and the funny thing is to be like, "Oh, well, does that mean he's not going to go number 1 overall?" Well, it's worth noting like Drake May might go number 1 overall anyway because teams apparently have Drake May ahead of Caleb Williams, some of them. On their boards anyway so like if he if drake may goes first it's not because this happened but like you know I, i guess think about it like if you're listening to this and you run an nfl team and caleb williams is the best quarterback would you really not draft him number one because of all of this and the answer doesn't you could say yes you could be like hey look he's the face of our franchise like he can't do stuff like this like that's really bad that's bad for the culture of the team. Also, if he's the best, doesn't matter. I guess. Uh, also, and he's, he's like, good. Also, football. whatever. Twenty years old. Yeah, he's right. really. Yeah. Good. He's obviously gonna get older and mature because everyone does. So yeah, it just it's kind of an interesting conversation where you know you you do wonder. We don't know who the number one who's going to get the number one pick in the draft. I think you obviously hope it's your team. I'm sure there are other teams out there. I'll take two. You know, like I. Right. I was going to say, like, you know, Arizona might get the number one pick still, although they're going to win a little bit more with Kyler. New England could definitely get the number one overall pick. And you just imagine, like, whoever it is, are these teams sitting there being like, is somebody going to talk themselves out of him for... I guess what you would consider like bad reasons, like off the field stuff that's like not talking to the media, anything like that. Like, is that really going to happen? Uh, teams talk themselves out of CJ Stroud because he did really poorly on whatever that test is that they give everybody. Or they get the b- bad scores or, or like, or like, La- like oh, Laramie
1: Tunsil was hitting a bong gas mask. Right. It's like, Oh, let's not take him. Now he's yeah. the highest paid left tackle in the history of the NFL. How'd that go? Right.
0: Hey, here's the thought. Maybe he's just really creative, you know? Maybe he's got that part of his <laughs> brain more developed. I'm just saying, you know, the gas mask bong. <laughs> gosh, what's, not everybody was doing that, you know?
1: But you know, you know what? And in, in all the ways that I, I, I've partaken over the years, never done that. Never done the gas mask. No. The, no, gas mask? There. no gas mask? Yeah. No gas mask. No gas mask. Laramie always I, uh, a step ahead,
0: you know? I, Even in football.
1: I, I, I like how you're like, but you just you go you know, with a straight face. If there's any NFL decision makers out there listening to the show right now, So imagine like Bill Belichick on the page. Well, I said, I was saying the fans, if you were like,
0: if you were a decision maker, (laughs) although to be fair, like a lot of fans probably think they could do a better job than some of these guys. Like, Does does anybody think if they were running Carolina, would it maybe not take Bryce Young number one overall? How's that going so far? Stroud, meanwhile, is like new Patrick Mahomes.
1: B- Bill Belichick leaving like someone's house, like on a ring camera right now. Listening to you, better you better like oh <laughs> right? man, like the guys, like the guys are
0: right. I, I actually think I think we picked up the ring camera audio. I think that's I I I think I I hear Belichick's like dun, 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 he's like oh I love this song. This is my well, favorite segment. I gotta tune in. Well,
1: to be fair, he's he's leaving, so like that would have happened like yeah. previously. Yeah. Um, you better you it better hear Nick and Ken it, on a Sunday. This...
0: Not in the way you would expect. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's or, actually or the or opposite maybe. direction.
1: Right. Um, give us like. Like 15 seconds maybe or maybe a little bit more a little bit less depending on the game if it's interesting. Just three games we haven't hit yet. Rams-Seahawks with Matthew Stafford back. Where we stand on Sunday Night Football, the Vikings and the Broncos. And just like to do it on the show and uh, obviously we'll do it in full detail tomorrow. The Super Bowl rematch with the Chiefs and the Eagles and then we will uh, get to that Royal Prop King.
0: I'd say Rams-Seahawks is probably the least interesting game from a market movement standpoint. It can be the most interesting. Like, if you have a bet you like in the game, then that's the most interesting game to you. Just the market's not moving on it, so we don't really have a lot to report on. Uh, Rams are one and one and a half point favorites. Uh, They're never going to be three point favorites in the game, so there isn't a lot to discuss there. Um, The Seahawks are in two-team six-point teaser range, if you want to consider teasing them up to seven and a half. And the total has stayed basically the same all week. A little bit of interest in the over at the start of the week. Um, 45 and a half, 46 is where we sit in that game. I'll pair sunday and monday night football together the sides on both games are remarkably similar the home team so denver sunday night Kansas City Monday night there both teams are favored by two and a half at home but the two and a halfs are all juiced toward the home team and we're starting to see like a couple threes where the threes would be juiced you know toward the underdog but just a little bit of interest in the home team in both games obviously we know Justin Jefferson's not going to play for the Broncos I think people just kind of like Mahomes at a small number against the Philadelphia Eagles so the sides are the same and they're not really moving two and a half juice toward the home team the total in both games has been bet down pretty significantly so Sunday night football open 44 now it's like 41 and a half 42 and a couple 42 and a half spend MGM as a 42 and a half so under money not like recent but just over the course of the week and then Monday Night Football the Super Bowl rematch open 48 we've obviously seen the Chiefs play a lot of under games so far this year their defense may be the best in the NFL that total's been bet down 48 to 45 and a half just worth noting Sunday Night Football and Monday Night Football the weather does not have to be bad it's weather. But of all the games on the board, the two that are the most likely to be impacted by inclement weather are these two games, are Sunday Night Football. So don't look at the board and be like, oh, like primetime unders, which have been hitting at a ridiculous clip so far. Like, that's why the action, that's not, I don't think that's why that's happening. I think it's because tonight in Denver, it may rain a lot, and that would impact the scoring in the game. And then tomorrow night in Kansas City, there may be some rain and some wind, and we'll have to follow that. And that may affect the scoring in the game. So, sure, maybe people like the under anyway. Just worth noting those two games, the primetime games, if you see those totals, you're like, wow, that looks like a pretty low total. Let's just check an updated weather forecast for Denver and for Kansas City. It could be fine. Like, there's no no locked-in terrible weather game this week. Those are the two most likely games to be impacted by weather. Might explain why there's been a little bit more under interest in those two.
1: All right, half an hour from now, best bets for myself and Ken Barkley. Side and total, every game coming up on the board, Week 11, NFL Sunday. We will get to the underdog money line parlay. We're going to have a teaser conversation also. It's one that it feels like. might be a
0: quick conversation. Here's the teaser.
1: (laughs) And, and, And also, like, when you click the button, like, you just get paid. Obviously, that's not how it goes, but it will feel like that when we talk about it and when you click the button, just like some great teaser options coming up for today. So that's coming up in a little bit. It is now time, though. For the Prop King. Oh, yeah. For the Prop King, who's coming off a winning week. Now, you know, the the Prop King likes to do some self-reflection sometimes. The Prop King got a little ahead of himself on Thursday, had conversations with a couple different people, and look, I, I always say, why blame me when I can blame others? I had conversations with people. I got talked into some bets that were bad bets. Now, you want, like, the Prop King wanted Tanner Hudson. You know, rock son. And uh, not actually. Uh, wanted to do the Tanner Hudson receiving yards over. Got talked into some other bets. And you know what didn't go up. Well. That's not my fault. It's never my fault. What about me? What about Prop King? So today, the Prop King maybe scaling it back a little bit. Not as many plays in some games. couple games where we've got some multiple plays. But we are aiming for... Quality today over quantity. So now it is time for the prop king to descend I don't even I don't even know what I'm saying. We'll descend down from thy royal throne, from the VIP suite, whatever. Trapes across thy royal purple velvety carpet over to thy royal balcony to gaze down upon you, the morons, to give you prop winners coming up, week eleven, NFL Sunday. <laughs> Now approaching the betting
0: window, it is your prop king, Nick Costos.
1: All hail, King Costos.
0: All hail, King Costos.
1: Worship me, clowns. People watching on video, is this like this is. It's like a thermos. I need like a plate. yeah.
0: Well, it's kind—it's of, kind of gold. Looks gold on camera a little bit. It's, a, it's olive, olive green. Yeah, Damn. it's olive.
1: Yeah, it's olive. Right. And uh, and there's water in it, not
0: water. Yep. So, yes, yes, your you Majesty, know. as yes, you were. You, you know, <laughs> you know.
1: All right, Browns on the Steelers coming over tonight, or you know, in about forty-five minutes from now. Now look, DTR. Starting today for the Cleveland Browns. So, you might be thinking to yourself, man, I don't know about Jerome Ford. I don't know about David Njoku. I don't know about Elijah Moore. I don't know about Cedric Tillman. A
0: lot of things we don't know.
1: (laughs) Me me neither. I don't know either. But here's what we do know. Amari Cooper, frickin' awesome. The Pittsburgh Steelers secondary, not great. No Minka Fitzpatrick today for Pittsburgh. And I know, we do know DTR fell on his face in his first start of the season against the Royal Baltimore Ravens. But now, he's known for days. He's the hashtag guy. Who do you think DTR's main man's going to be in the passing game today? Cedric Tillman. Just kidding. It'll be Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper. Over 43-and-a-half receiving yards. Amari Cooper's going to get targeted 15 times in this game by DTR because he's the best receiver on the team, and he's, like, the one receiver that can get open against the Steelers' defense. So it's a low number, obviously, because of Dorian Thompson-Robinson. We will play over Amari Cooper, 43-and-a-half receiving yards. And, like, Steelers' voodoo, what's going to be the most annoying thing if you bet on the Browns and you bet against Pittsburgh? Pat Friermuth comes off IR and scores a touchdown, and the Steelers fans in attendance will chant, MUTH! Which will sound to you like... Lose, but we will win. Pat Fryermuth, anytime touchdown. On the other side, the rest of thy royal prop bets, week 11 in the NFL.